All right, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast. On today's episode, Adam and I will be discussing the vote that was turned down by the people of Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, to give the Arizona Coyotes a new arena and entertainment district. Where do they go from here? New episode of Locked On NHL. Adam Denker letting out the bird dogs. Let's do it. For Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day from Locked On Avalanche. I am Chris Maselli from Locked On Lightning. He is Mr. Adam Denker. And on today's episode, uh, we will be getting to the final four of the NHL playoffs, where uh, we think those series will head and kind of, I guess, give their predictions on what we think the Stanley Cup final will be. And uh, if it's the offseason, some crazy things start getting thrown around about uh, marquee superstar players somehow, some way, some reason uh, being traded all over the league. Uh, so we'll get to that as well. But where we need to start today, Mr. Denker, is in Arizona, and it was a big deal, uh, <clears throat> this vote that was going on in the city of Tempe and uh, the the people who live there, the registered voters who, who live there, uh, were voting on the future, really, of the Arizona Coyotes, and uh, it they, they needed a new arena. We know what's going on with them. They're, they're playing at Arizona State for two more years. That was the plan. They played there last year, uh, two more years. And then that would give them time to build this almost $3 billion entertainment district, which was going to bring thousands of jobs, uh, incredible amounts of, of revenue, uh, a new arena. It, it was just like a, a mini city that they were going to build. And the people turned it down. They voted no, and now it is all up in the air. What happens with Arizona? So I'll start with, were you surprised this did not pass? There was a big push to obviously get this thing passed by the Coyotes and by the NHL themselves, and it failed. No, I'm not surprised, Chris. Really? I mean, this – listen, I – we all like to here and there root for the always underdog Arizona Coyotes. But listen, at the end of the day, let's call it what it is. And this is no disrespect to the to the fans, the players, the organization. But at the end of the day, this is Gary Bettman's brainchild. This is the only I think the only person that cares more about this team staying in Arizona than probably the fans is Gary Bettman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? It, it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And the experiment of the Arizona Coyotes we're starting to finally see is that it's a failure. I'm sorry. Um, you know, there's some good moments. They have good players. They've had good players throughout their 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 history. But when you look at this team and this franchise. Other than really a, a conference finals appearance, which was you know one of their last couple of times in the in the playoffs, right. what does what 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 has this franchise done 
to get people in that area, in that state excited about the sport of hockey. And you go from, you know, the lack there of success, kind of just the ever kind of revolving door of prospects and coaches and all that. And then you throw a professional hockey team into a 5,000-seat arena on the campus yeah. of a college. I mean, everything that I've listed off has, I think, speaks for itself. I, I, I just... I don't see – I would be very – I would be more surprised if there was anybody surprised other than Gary Bettman of, of the outcome of this vote. How, how did you feel about this? Really? Well, I was a little bit surprised because I just feel like if a, a city has a professional sports team, like one of the four major sports, uh, they'll do what they can to keep that team around. They, they, they should understand the value of that, and they should understand – I'm sure the people of Tempe understand that if this doesn't pass, that – probably spells the end of this professional hockey team being in your city. So I, in, in that aspect, it, it was because people don't want to lose professional sports teams. Like, like yeah. when, when teams like the people of St. Louis are still reeling when they're they're in, And that's the NFL. You yeah. know, you lose an NFL team. That is a big deal. I'm not, you know, and losing a hockey team is not on par with losing an NFL team, but it's a, it's one of the four major sports. It's a professional sports team. I thought they would see the value of that and say, Hey, if the, we have a professional hockey team, yeah, they're, they're not that good. And, and it's been a struggle since they've moved here. Uh, but we have this brand new, uh, you know, th this whole entertainment district that we are going to build from scratch and and that'll maybe that'll put us on the map and maybe that'll entice some people to come here free agent wise you know what i mean it, it's it's a brand new start for a team that's been there for a couple decades right <clears throat> and i and i think the people were just like we don't we're not going to get we're not going to let this team build this thing that really we're we are not excited about almost and they've tried they have tried so many things since they've been there to to turn this team into something to give the people of Arizona and you'll get it for maybe one season but it's nothing that lasts you you even had Wayne Gretzky in on this franchise for a little while and and that didn't do so well either and nobody cared about that no no so I, I think I think it's the people of Arizona saying like you've tried enough if, if this was within the first 10 years of the team being there, this passes. But I, and, and then if all of this stuff with even, you know, the, them, them defaulting or tr not being able to pay the old arena that they were, it, it's, I think the people saw the writing on the wall that just because we give you these fresh new uh, buildings, doesn't mean you're going to give us a good team back. <laughs> Well, the way you just phrased that entire statement, Chris, I think pretty much explains itself. You know, a team that's been around this long, maybe if they get a new arena, they mm -hmm. they'll, they'll you know they'll they'll start to get some momentum underneath them, and the excitement will build. And you you kind of beat me to the punch there at the end. I mean, come on, Chris this this team has been in Arizona since nineteen ninety seven. And we're still talking about in 2023 building excitement around the franchise. Yeah, I know. Man. And you and I you know. spoke about, you know, other St. Louis as a comparison. I, I the one thing that's different between the two teams is is that and and you know, 
not to pat ourselves on the back as people who work in hockey, but it's 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 easier to sell football, baseball, basketball, wherever you go. I think we could agree in all 50 states. Every state that doesn't have an NFL baseball or basketball franchise would kill to have one. Mm-hmm. Hockey is a little bit different different uh, outside of Canada. I think we could all agree. It's a little harder <laughs> right. to sell. Yeah. And that kind of ties in with kind of looking forward for this franchise. You know, what is the next stop? I've been seeing on Twitter the already the bandwagon for the Atlanta Thrashers coming back. Yeah. Um, nah, I don't, I don't know how happening. how <clears throat> how realistic that is i've seen all season long and it's kind of funny the timing of this considering elliot friedman uh from 32 thoughts and and hockey night in canada actually posted something on april fool's day saying that the coyotes were moving from arizona and going Mm -hmm. to houston Mm -hmm. so maybe that's kind of like a simpsons foretelling kind of moment right there Um, (laughs) well that's one of the cities you hear getting thrown around is houston you do, yeah, it. absolutely. I mean, well, for for me, and and maybe I'm just kind of, I've always kind of been in that bandwagon for always, ever. I think mm. that this team goes back to Quebec City. Um, yeah. What about you? I mean, no. are you are we are we looking kind of staying in the United States? I think yeah. that Batman is not gonna. He's gonna take this L, but he's not gonna completely go send a team back to Canada with his tail between his legs because, as we all know. Canada doesn't really like Batman for that reason of taking NHL franchises yeah. and moving them to these states. I don't know why Batman is 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 so dug in on this, right? Like for for some reason, there's been teams that have relocated and moved around during his tenure as commissioner, but for yeah. some reason, and I think this was the first one that did when when he became commissioner. Maybe I'm wrong on that. It doesn't even matter if I'm wrong, if this was the first one. I don't know why this is the one that he just won't let go. And 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 he just wants this to work. And maybe this is the thing where it finally kind of clicks in him. Like, it's it, it, I, I, we got to move on. You know, they're, they, they've already said they're playing at uh, Arizona State next year. Yeah. They've already said that. So that, it, it, which I understand. Relocating a team, you don't just do that. You don't do the... Uh, who, who was it? The 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 Cleveland Browns just packed up and no, it was it, it, it was the Baltimore, Baltimore uh, Colts, Colts yeah. and they just overnight packed up and like that doesn't happen anymore, right? So there, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. Um, so I, it doesn't surprise me that they are going to play. They probably will play the next two years, if you ask me, because it's Bettman. He wants this still to work somehow. So he yeah. will ride. They they said three years at Arizona State. They will play those three years. I fully believe that, and then figure something out. If they do have to relocate, I don't think it's going to be Arizona. Uh, it's not going to be Quebec. I just don't think Quebec has the market for a, a prof- professional sports team right now. I, I don't think they do. I would love it, but that would be a really, really small market. And and if it's not working in Arizona, um, it's not going to work in Quebec. I think Houston makes the most sense. It's a big market. You have a, a an immediate uh rivalry with another uh texas team right off the bat i think that makes the most sense to me so if it happens i'm not sold that it does man i think gary bettman will try every corner of that state to keep them in arizona before it it happens it's not going to happen for the next two years because they're going to ride out the arizona state thing before they even consider it 
Yeah, my thing with that though, and I, and I agree with you with the time frame. I I think that's the more likely scenario. My mm. thing is from the other thirty-one owners' perspective on this is that obviously everyone gets a share of the pie with revenue, right? And <laughs> when you're sharing that revenue, clearly, you know you're gonna have to give up a little bit more, considering Arizona with five thousand seats in the building. You're not really raking in a lot of, you know, money on a nightly <laughs> no. basis. And that's if you sell out, which I didn't watch one home game last year, only when, when the Lightning were there. But I don't really remember ever seeing anything where that place was really sold out. I might be wrong, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I could, I could go back and look at the – I would hope so. <laughs> I would I would, hope between... My thing is, though, I kind of <laughs> would – figure that Bettman's going to get some pressure from the other owners saying, listen, you need to figure this out, either get them into a real arena and start to, or, or bring someone in to kind of, because I was actually talking to a friend last year, you know, we all have these conversations. Let's, let's open up a business together. Let's buy it. We should buy a franchise together. Mm -hmm. I think we were looking up, I think it was when the yearly report from Forbes came out about all the rankings. I think, at that point in time, it may have changed. It may have gone down. It may have gone up. But I believe at that point in time, the Coyotes were the only team in the league that was not worth a billion dollars. I don't think so. I I don't. I can't buy that. You don't think so? No. I, I think okay. there, there's a lot of teams that are not worth a billion dollars in the NHL. There's only a couple teams that are worth a billion dollars. I, I don't even think your Tampa Bay Lightning are worth a billion. Uh, maybe, maybe the, no. You know what? I think they just made the billion dollar mark. Yeah. So watch your um, tongue, sir. I think I think <laughs> I think the majority of NHL teams are not worth a billion dollars. Believe it or not, including my own Colorado Avalanche. They're not even worth a billion dollars. No, they don't use. Yeah. They don't use that that yeah. that <clears throat> currency in Colorado. So. <laughs> um, no, but I just uh, but, I just think that we're gonna see some more pressure from. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To kind of just for him yep. to get this figured out, let's not wait until year two when now you're talking about this team is basically being stranded mm-hmm. in Arizona because, you know, who's going to take them in? Um, we're at that point, back to your reference with the Baltimore Colts, we might see an overnight situation. <laughs> if they do that. At that Can point. you imagine that in this day and age with social media? Uh, that would the, break the, the internet. Uproar, regardless would. Of, like, if you're a hockey fan or not, that would be probably – Honestly, we, you know, we always complain, Chris, about yeah. how there's, you know, we always hit this snag in the offseason where we kind of get those dead weeks and months in mm-hmm. the offseason. This might be one of the greatest stories of the offseason for probably the next couple of years until they figure it out. So until they figure it out. For it, let's drag it out. Yeah, and because because it's the great unknown. There, there's no exactly. answer right now. The, the, the Arizona Coyotes are up in the air on where they're going to be. And, and you're right. It's going to be a story for a while. Two things, last things I want to mention about this is um, the the voting, there was three propositions, they all failed. And there was like 29,000 votes. Yeah. And like I said, this was open to registered voters of Tempe, which I looked up, the population out there is over 100,000. Yeah. So not a lot of people came out to actually vote for this thing, which is kind of surprising on the, uh, the number of, of percentage of people that live there that actually voted. So that's surprising. And finally, I just feel bad. I feel bad for the the people who are those diehard Arizona Coyote fans and love hockey and love the fact that they have an NHL team. And th- they're, 
their favorite team might be moving away. And that's always disheartening. That's always tough to see. So you feel bad for them. And I also feel bad for the guy who drew all these renders. Because he drew this whole beautiful thing up, and it's, he's never going to see it come to fruition. Yeah, so, I will say the the area and the arena, at least from the outside, looks really nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Like, and where oh, they wow. were going to put it was like uh, an old used uh, like dump, like city yeah. dump. So you could have had this beautiful entertainment district, and instead the dump is going to remain, I guess, unless they would do something else with it. But it's not going to be a Coyotes arena. All right. Uh, we're going to get to some crazy uh, trades that Mr. Denker threw at me right before we hit record, and we didn't even talk about them because I'm like, let's just do this on the air. So we're going to talk about that next. But first, we are going to discuss Bird Dogs, brand new sponsor here at Locked On. You get your uh, Bird Dogs in the mail, sir? Yeah, man. Love the pants. Got a nice free co- koozie on the side as well. well um, it's like a Yeti cup we got. Yeah, it really is. It's <laughs> super nice. I could wear comfortable shorts while drinking some nice cold or hot <laughs> beverage in my nice little Yeti cup or whatever you want to call it that Bird yeah. Dogs gave us, though. So. They're, the material that they're made out of is top of the line. Um, I told Kyle on our show, like these are shorts that I could wear just lounging around the back deck, like you said, with a nice cup of coffee, or going out and playing golf. There it is, right there. Yeah, and he like went to page when when we were when I was uh, we were talking about it. He started drinking it. Did you notice on the bottom of the cup it has the impression of the bird dog right on the? Bo- I mean, no. come on, they thought of everything now. I've been drinking out of this thing for two days and I haven't noticed. And you didn't notice that, right? No. So the three things you get with uh, bird dogs is a fit, comfortableness, and versatility. Those are the three things that stand out to you when you put on a bir- pair of bird dog pants or shorts. So go over to birddog.com, birddogs.com right now, and even go to birddogs.com slash NHL. And when you enter the promo code LockedOnNHL, They'll throw in that custom bird dog Yeti style tumbler that Denker had right there. You get that for free. And we Do all it. know how much those things cost, right? So you get Do that it. bad boy for three for free. So birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. If you're watching on YouTube, you see it right there on the bottom of your screen. Put in that promo code locked on NHL for that free Yeti style tumbler. All right. Uh, I love the NHL offseason for a number of reasons. Uh, all the wheeling and dealing, the draft, free agency, players coming and going, and uh, the ridiculousness of some of these uh, trade things, th- th- these trade proposals that are thrown around on social media. Absolutely love it. And when a team like Toronto uh, once again fails to meet expectations, you get some interesting ones. So what was the one that you uh, said to me before we went live? And I didn't say a word. I just, I, I breathed some air through my nose after you said it. Yes. So just to, just to let our listeners and people that watch us on YouTube know how this went down. So Chris and I, you know, we kind of just throughout the day before we record later on, we always kind of text back and forth <laughs> about ideas and then, you know, right before we hit the record button, I just remembered a post that I saw on social media about and it had to have been posted by a Maple Leafs fan. It, I don't see an Edmonton Oilers fan posting this, but it was either it had to be a Toronto, a, a disgruntled Toronto fan or 
a fan of any one of the other teams other than Edmonton. Had to come yes. from that. So and you know where we're going with this if we're going out Edmonton. But, but so the ahead. post was I don't remember the and and if you find it, put the link in the comments below yeah. this video because for the light <laughs> I was scrolling through Instagram a couple of days ago. Yeah, and the post was I don't know if it was a question or just a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Should the Toronto Maple Leafs trade Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews for Connor McDavid? And when mm-hmm. I said that, people. And Chris was had his head down, kind of you know doing his thing, getting set up. I've never seen more. I've never seen Chris more alive in the time that I've known him <laughs> than I did in that moment when I said that. And yeah, you know, money aside, uh-huh. Chris, with that, I yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> the, the question is, well, the question more is for me whether you're an Oilers fan or or a Toronto fan because I think. And this might be controversial within itself because remember, in this deal, you also have Dry waiting for something to come back or not come back in mm-hmm. Edmonton. Do you make this deal? And I'm going to start it off and, and then I'll let you have the floor, Chris. I think okay. if you make this trade, you know, if you can make the money work, this is a win win for both teams. It's not a horrible deal. I mean, it, it's not, you're getting great players no matter which side you're on. So I think it's it's less than who would who would say no as they always like to say in inter, in uh, trade deals like who says no, and uh, you kind of really have to think about if you want to kind of uproot your team and bring in you're, you're trading superstars for superstars. Yeah. So I I mean I I don't see it, it, where it would really come down to is the money side of things. I don't. I don't know how Edmonton does it. Edmonton has zero money to begin with. You can't bring like you can. Isn't what's because uh, isn't Marner making more than um, than Matthews right now? I think so. Um, out. But as you're looking it up, my my thing is with it is that, and we kind of spoke about this no, last summer he's with not. the Hoover Doe and yeah. um, Kachuk deal. You know who really wins out in the end, and and. I don't know. I, I I think it's an interesting trade to think about because I think McDavid's up in a year or two. I know Matthews is up after next year, next year and yeah. I, I there's been a lot of talk in the media. I know, especially after the series, um, that a lot of people think that Mitch Marner needs a change of scenery because mm-hmm. just I know. I think at this point he's just you know he's usually a cool, calm, calm, collective person, but it seems as though he's kind of like overwhelmed by the Toronto media because, you know, he's one of the few players on that team, I think, that really kind of stays in Toronto year round. So I could see him being overwhelmed where, you know, who wouldn't make that trade as a Maple Leafs player because you, you, you're you trading two good guys for the greatest player of the generation who is a hometown kid. Right. At the same time, if you're Edmonton, you also got to look at it as like, are you getting – Connor McDavid, but in two players, like does does Matthews and Marner make up for a McDavid alongside with Drysidle? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it wouldn't be the worst deal, uh, but I, I you're just trading like it's it's the names that you're trading, and like th- those guys are kind of right now synonymous with those teams. That's not a reason yeah. to not trade somebody, right? If it's not working, you need to, to to kind of blow something up and and make some moves. You do it, but you can't with these 
with these cap numbers. Uh, Matthews is 11.64, and Marner is just under 11. (laughs) That's that's over $20 million you're taking on while you're giving uh, out 12 and a half. So it's a net gain of like eight or nine million dollars you don't have that money if you're edmonton it it can't well toronto toronto definitely has to retain players that's 100 Mm percent guaranteed plus they would probably have to take back they would probably have to trade i mean take another contract alongside that and then plus there you would probably have obviously draft picks probably exchange probably like yeah it it wouldn't be a two-for-one deal this would be a mammoth deal where a lot of uh players are going back and forth and numbers are going back and forth uh but it's interesting but does does edmonton really want to give up the greatest player like you said on the planet again uh, uh, in his absolute prime i don't even know if he's hit his prime yet you know, I mean, you still have a, a decade plus with this guy and you really want to give him up now. And you've done it before. Like, you can bring it up too with, with, with Gretzky. I don't think they want to go back down that road again, even though you'd be getting those two guys in return. It, it's, it makes sense and it doesn't make sense. It's a very odd way that you have to kind of like look at this uh, more than just like the players. It, it, it's the culture of these fan bases and who, who would, re- I don't, th- I think Edmonton would revolt. I don't think Toronto would where Toronto's standing right now. Cause they still have that bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. Uh, they, the Toronto fans want to see this thing blown up. And I have even seen Marner for Kale McCarr. That ain't happening folks. That is not happening. It, it will not happen. Uh, but I, like the, the Toronto fans in Toronto media seem to be parading around Every single player on this roster, nobody is safe right now, it seems, in Toronto. I'm going to say one thing, Chris, and then I'm going to ask you a question. The first thing I'm going to say is that I think if we see some sort of blockbuster deal involving Toronto and another team this offseason where you have either Matthews or Marner involved, it would probably be for goaltending. Uh, Mm. Samsonov played very well. But at the same time, I mean, this is one year. I mean, he's still very unproven. Right. I I think that, you know, a name that would be interesting because he kind of talked about it in his exit interview um, about, you know, kind of some sort of uncertainty for the future. A name that comes to mind that Toronto could possibly go after is Connor Hellebuck. I'm hearing his name getting thrown around. Yeah. I don't know. And then the question I have for you is that, if a hypothetical deal were to go down involving McDavid, Matthews, and Marner, is does that trump the Gretzky trade to Los Angeles as the most infamous trade in NHL history? Uh, it God, man, yeah, it would definitely be up there because it's it it's almost like three, well, two and a half Gretzky like players being moved for one another. Like the Gretzky deal was Gretzky was the top name and nobody else was even close to him in that. Didn't they, didn't they like lose in the conference final that year or something previously? Like it wasn't like that they were, no, they were, yeah, they were, they were an okay team. They weren't a terrible team. I know they won the cup like two years later. Later they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but but this would be up there in in, in sheer uh, uh yeah like the, the names uh superstars like yeah that that'd be close that'd be close to it it'd be shocking if it happened I don't. I think there's a lot of reasons why it doesn't. Because I don't think you know the the, the money is is one thing. Yeah. Um, Edmonton is not looking to, to trade. Like this is all fun to talk about, and and you know this is what we do in the off season. But something like this is not going to happen because Edmonton is not. I, I don't feel is looking to trade the best player on the planet, and I don't think Toronto is. Tor- Toronto needs to make some some changes and need needs to 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 you know, bring in some new blood and get rid of some, like they, they need some change there. Edmonton does too. Don't get me wrong. But with in Toronto, you keep those two guys as part of that, uh, the change. Those two guys are, are, you don't move guys like that. They don't come through the door all the time. So you keep them all the other pieces. You're yeah. You can be, you can say everybody else is on the block. I think Marner and Matthews are untouchable. They just are. It's just the way it is. This is fun. It's fun I that we're think, doing a segment on this, but it's not happening. I think we need to get the the guys from Locked On Oilers and Locked On Leafs on the show to talk about this because I, I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. No. But the more we talk about it and yeah. speak it into existence, the more I could see it happening. <laughs> for, for McDavid or just Matthews and Marner getting traded? Matthew. Between these two teams, no. for McDavid, no, Matthews and Marner, no. the 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 M M&M and M and M, no, that is not going to happen. Zero percent chance, and I think it's a zero percent chance that Matthews and Marner even get traded to anybody. So saying to anybody. it's more likely to happen that Marner is going to get traded from McCarr. Got it. All right, N- Cut never. That. Make, never, that, make that the preview. Never, <laughs> never. Don't edit this uh, by me <laughs> that, that I say that, you know, Makar and Matthews, it's happening. It's 100% done. Zero percent chance. I don't think those guys are going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. So, all right. Uh, time to move on from that because that's just a ridiculous conversation. Um, <laughs> let's hear from, who do we got? eBay Motors. We got eBay Motors here. And uh, then we're going to talk about uh, the, these these final four teams quickly. So for the championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with an ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part that you need fits right the first time around just add your car to the my garage tab and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports Confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts, right parts, are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices over at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. All right, sir. Uh, run a little bit long here, but we did want to, you know, the 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 final four gets started Thursday. So, um, what are we thinking for these two series, and who do we think are will eventually be playing in the Cup final? We'll start with the Panthers and Hurricanes. What are you thinking? I'm saying Canes in seven. I just think that the Canes are one of the most complete teams, and in, in that's left. I mm-hmm. think I said it a couple of weeks ago when we were still kind of 
at the end of the first round. I I look at this team and I really don't see any flaws except maybe in their goaltending, and even that has been pretty good throughout yeah. the course of the playoffs. Um, it's been a fun ride to watch, even as someone who who covers a team that's the rival of the Panthers to see them go on this ride. And, you know, they're, they're a very good team and they surprised a bunch of people just by beating Boston. Uh, and I'm really excited to see, you know, how they go next year and how they Mm -hmm. could capitalize from this. But I just think that when you run into a team that has a ton of experience as Carolina, that, that has the tools, uh, from top to bottom, that has the amount of depth, I, I just think that at that point they're going to run into a wall and that's when the magic ends. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's, I think this is a seven game series. Um, and I think it's because the Panthers are just overly confident right now. Yeah. Like n- nobody expected them to be here. So I think they're just going to go in, play, play a little bit loose. Um, more of the pressure is on Carolina. So maybe they're pressing a little bit, which, maybe gives the Panthers an edge in a couple games. Um, but the Panthers have shown like they can hang, they can hang and they can hang on the road. They've been fantastic on the road in these playoffs. So going into enemy territory does not scare them. And uh, playing in, in that arena, I've been in that arena in Carolina, it can get loud. Um, so, but I don't think it bothers them. So yeah. I, I think they, they are a confident team right now. And, you know, you beat Toronto, you beat Boston. To them, they feel like Carolina is a footnote. (laughs) But Carolina is not a footnote. Carolina is a very, very good team. I picked Carolina in the beginning of all this. My final was Avalanche Carolina. So uh, I'll have maybe half of that, right? So I I agree with you. I think think the things go seven. Panthers make it a series. And, uh, you know, we said it before. They were hot heading into the playoffs, and you can't ignore that. It's not just like they struggled. They were scratching, clawing to get into the playoffs, and then they turned it on in the playoffs. They were turning it on a month before the playoffs even started. They've yeah. just continued it. So um, I think I think this goes seven, but I do think Carolina uh, gets, gets the seventh game at home. Head to the other one on the West Coast. Uh, you got Dallas. And Vegas, what are you thinking in this one? I I think we we have the same picks on this one too. I'm saying Dallas and six. I really I watched that last game against the Kraken, and yeah, the Kraken. You know, they just they were another team that kind of ran out of magic there at the end. But what I saw from Jake Ottinger and that, what I saw from Dallas, I saw a team that's going to go out there and and really just take it to the other team. Jake Ottinger didn't look like a dominant goalie in that game at the same time. Uh, I I think we've yet to see his best mm-hmm. throughout this stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think that good in game start... seven, that cracking game, he was good in game seven. Yeah, he was good, but yeah. I don't think he was dominant. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, I think there's another level that he has not reached yet. And, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to see it in this series against Vegas. I Vegas is one of those teams that they just strike me as they want to go out there. They want to bully you. And then they're going to just chip away at you as the game goes on. Um, you know, they they went tit for tat with they played. I believe it was Edmonton, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. yeah, they they went to yeah. Okay, so yeah, they they went tit for tat with, with Edmonton, and that's admirable when you're playing against Drysaddle and mm-hmm. McDavid. Um, but you know, obviously, as you go down the line with Edmonton, you kind of start to see some cracks. But 
I think with Dallas, they're rolling right now. Um, they have a lot of talent from top to bottom, and I, and I think they're just a different team, and and I think that that's going to win out for them. They also have a, a, a couple of veterans that have been around the block. Um, sure. Tyler Stegen, he's won a cup, so he knows what it what it takes to get there. Yeah. So I think it I think it's gonna be Dallas and six. Um you said that we'd be in agreement on this pick, and I, I'm in agreement with you in theory. That's who I want to win this series is uh Dallas. I would want Dallas to win this series in four games. Uh because <laughs> You, you know me, like I am not uh, a Vegas Golden Knight fan at all. Uh, but I have to be objective here. And That's not, objective. And, and not just – being <laughs> objective is picking Golden Knights to win this series. Uh, I, and, and I think they will. Part of it is uh, one team – well, I shouldn't say it. Both teams are playing by the rules. One team is, uh, you know, at the cap limit. The other one is – putting a $96.4 million team out on the ice in Vegas. It's tough to compete with that. And I just feel like Dallas is a good team. Ottinger will keep them in it because I think he will raise his game. But um, I I just think that Vegas knew what they were doing all season long. And they, I think they're, I think they're a better team than Dallas. They are a better team than Dallas uh, because they have, like 10 guys that are making $10 million on it. No, not, not that much, but I'm bitter. I'm bitter because I just don't like how Vegas does business. Um, and in this instance, it's going to get them into the Stanley Cup final. So it's going to be a Vegas and Carolina final, which I think will be a very good final, which we won't predict that right now, but we'll, you know, we'll talk about the final when it is the final. I, I, I think it's Vegas and six. You have okay. Dallas and six. I have Vegas and six. Unfortunately, I'm rooting for your pick, though, if that gives you any solace. Yeah. Wow. I, mm-hmm. I you know, I knew you were petty against Vegas, but that's I not didn't... petty. I laid it all out. Why? That's not petty. That's that's facts, sir. There's a difference between facts and pettiness to our listeners. If yeah. you hear some of the things he says off air mm-hmm. about Vegas, you would know it's pettiness. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem recording my off-air comments about the Vegas Golden Knights and putting them up on a uh, website not called Locked On. Uh, so yeah, we'll do that. we'll do Chris and Adam after hours <laughs> unplugged. <laughs> Locked On late night, baby. Uh, all right, that's gonna wrap it up for today's episode of Locked On NHL. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow Mr. Adam Denker with the uh, Locked On Lightning podcast over on his uh, social media outlets. You can see his Twitter name right there on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, check out myself and my co-host Kyle Sullivan over at Locked On Avalanche. All right. Enjoy the conference finals. And uh, Adam and I will be back next week to discuss how they're, how they're going. See where we're at. All right, guys. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week.